Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for The Take with Andy Sweeney. Ball's going in the hole. The Take with Andy Sweeney. Uh, yeah, I just think uh, you guys are completely full of Yeah, so, you know, I agree with everything Jose said. And James Strebel. Mark, enjoy your nuts over there. On ESPN 680 105.7. Some guy accused him of of being like uh, like getting talking points from U of L, and I'm like, look, the first set of talking points I get from U of L be the first set of talking points. The next set you get, will yeah, be the next one, the yeah. next yeah. set that I get will be the first <laughs> set that I get. Like it's never happened. All right, kids, gather around. We will do performance art today. <laughs> what a what a bloody night of college basketball. Unless you're Jack Grossman. Of course, he left in Indiana, went to the top of college basketball. Ugh, Kentucky destroyed Louisville gutless. And that's where we are today on this Wednesday, a hump day. It's the take. It's ESPN 680, 105.7 ESPN, Louisville.com. I'm Andy Sweeney. James Street will be alongside here in short order. Justin, Justin Sofero. from a slice of Gabagool. Sofero. <laughs> What kind of salami sandwich did you have today? Oh, it was a little bit of everything. We, okay, we covered the bases. We had a little mortadella. We had Is a that little all bit. you eat? But no, it's just... It Honestly, was just, dude, you don't have to prove it I'm to I'm not us. trying to do it today, but I just, I just sounded good. So I went into a little pot belly, got a little pot belly it sandwich. sounds good you know? for old uh, pot belly fur man <laughs> over there. Old pot belly. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's I just, better than fur man. Yeah. I, I mean, guys, what do we do, man? Uh, and, and the answer is we just do what you want me to do. And that is the Louisville fan, God bless you. You are still able um, to, and, and, and Justin, you're one of these. We were talking with Zach in the office. You're one of those guys that absolutely can still get angry uh, after Louisville goes. I was going to give you the score, like you don't know the score. I actually don't know the score. I would have to look it up. What I, what end up being that game last night? And I think for me, because listen, I, I know on the stations it's been uh, the majority has been U of L still. And, and and I know you guys right now, Kentucky fans that are dialing in on this Wednesday on the take, I know what you guys want. You want performance art. You want me to crush Kentucky and crush John Calipari. And damn it, if that's what you want today, you're going to get your wish. <laughs> if you're going to get your wish, it's just, it is, it's like, these teams are just, it's not like they're bad and like we can get something from it. They're bad and they're bad for business. 
not even like radio business, just in general. They're just bad teams that have no redeeming qualities. Unless you mention Case and Wallace. Like that's they have no redeeming qualities or a core of four blocking a shot and yelling at a guy when his team's down by thirty six points. They have nothing. And last night should have been a hell of a lot more predictable. Now, I told you UofL was going to lose, and they were going to lose bad, and I told you I love taking Pitt minus the 15 and a half. We gave you an unbuckle bet last night. I hope, Hopefully you took it. And we also should have known by the evidence of Kentucky basketball that when they face somebody who's good, they don't win the game. That's why we're getting to close, you know, pretty damn close here to mid-February. Even if they beat uh, Georgia over the weekend, we're basically going to be mid-February, one quad, one win. You tell me which is the outlier. And with what we saw last night... There, and I think the key word today is going to be evidence. What evidence do we have that this Kentucky team has anything that is worth breaking down over the next month? What evidence have they given you that there is any chance of redemption for this team? What evidence is out there that Oscar Shibway and John Calipari, something ain't right because we'll get to it. John Calipari left Oscar Shibway out there last night to get embarrassed. That, or he forgot about Damian Collins. Either way, Cal gets heat. What evidence is out there that Cal or Kentucky basketball cares about you when Cal gives you about five minutes of hand-picked questions per week? Disgrace. Completely disgraceful. What evidence is out there that next year's going to be better? What evidence is out there if they get into the tournament that they'll do a damn thing with it? And what evidence is out there? And I'll quit with the bit. But you understand, what evidence is out there for all those plants, for all the KP backers who called in to Taylor Lynch last night? What evidence do you have? I got evidence. Hey, KP. Hey, John Calipari, I got evidence. I got results. I have data points. I have your team leaders last night, Sidney Curry and L. Ellis, not hustling. Your team is fundamentally, it's silly what they lack. That's coaching. What evidence do you have that KP can? What evidence do you have that John Calipari is going to do something with this program this year or the future of Kentucky's program. What evidence, big boy? And everyone who wants to call in and text in, all the sympathizers, uh, sympathizers, you have hope. That's what you have. And it might be real hope. It may be false hope. But you have hope. You're trying to have faith by something you have not seen. You are ignoring data. And that's where we are today. And I think Louisville fans are fed up. Like I said, God bless people like Justin Sofuro, who can still be upset about this damn team and the people calling in. And obviously the big thing will be Kentucky.
Uh, and we can start there. Four three seven nine six eighty. Kentucky last night. You know that game got going, and I immediately—I think I text Strebel and Ants. I can't remember. I have six, seven different text chains going on at one time, and I'm like, w- "Listen, we talked about Kentucky losing the game, but not nearly as much as we should have." You and you know why that is? It's because as much as—and Strebel will admit this—and he didn't buy in as much as others. And I think Kentucky fans had a nice amount of buy-in before last night, but I don't think it was a great amount. Even though this would have been what SEC win number seven in a row, they saw the Kansas game. They understand they beat Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, Georgia. You know, A and M right now, who's still in, maybe out of the tournament, right there with you. Like, they understand Florida is Castleton, the white dude with spiked hair who's been in college since I was 32, and that's what they are. Like, I think, I think Kentucky fans for the most part have understood, but they were just hoping. I mean, let's be honest. The Kansas game on the 28th, not even two weeks ago, and the game last night. Justin, would you agree with this that all of the analysis we did was giving them at least one of those wins? It was giving. It, it was. It was talking about this team getting another quad one win. Well, they'll get a quad one win. Why? Well, you know, you get Arkansas at home, and you got your bleep kicked last night. I want to get to some of the more daunting issues: athleticism, guard play, coaching, a lot of different things that we can get to. But so much, and this is how I feel. So much of what was predicated on this basketball team, we were almost writing in that, well, you know, they'll get some quad ones, and that arc, and maybe not Kansas, maybe not Kansas, although Kansas, again, had lost, what, three in a row coming into Rupp Arena? A little bit of Kansas, but definitely Arkansas last night. That the Kentucky season of making the tournament and winning these SEC games and positioning themselves and not being the dregs of a blue blood college basketball. By the way, speaking of, we know Duke sucks. We know Kentucky sucks. And UNC got thrashed last night. I mean, UNC got pimp slapped by Steve Forbes, my guy in Wake Forest. Ridiculous. Anyway. So much of the season was predicated around these games. And Arkansas was one of the big ones because you felt like it's a quad one game and they're not that much. They're not better than us. Look at them. They're, they were 500 coming into Rupp Arena last night in the SEC. They were behind us. We were, we were safer in the tournament than, than they were. And they mocked you. They mocked you. What's their big's name? Mitchell inside? That dude was laughing as Oscar Shibway can't jump off the floor and elevate for a layup. I think Kentucky's done. I, I, I do. I know Issel said today he thinks they have another rebound. They have played every magic trick. To me, they're BJ Boston in 9 and 16. They get to the tournament, whether it be SEC, I don't know, they get to the SEC tournament, and, and Big Blue's got to move in and invade Nashville, and that will carry you to a victory. It didn't happen then, and that is the hope that it happens now if you're a Kentucky fan. I, I'm sorry. I don't think you're beating Tennessee. I don't think you're going on the road to Mississippi State. I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. I don't think you're winning at Arkansas in, uh, in in three, four weeks. I don't think that's the case. Like, that's how I feel about this Kentucky team. And they may win some of these games, but they've shown they play anybody, they lose. 
I mean, we have the Tennessee game. Yes, they have the Tennessee win. But I mean, you guys understand every other time you're not, you're a Kentucky fan. You're not hanging your hat on an NIT Florida team and a Texas A&M team who uh, yet again is going, I mean, get ready, Sankey, yet again is going to be that proverbial, um, a bubble team, uh, in all of this. And I, I, I just, I watched them last night and, I ask you if they fall apart. I think they will. I mean, that that's just that's what I think. The other, I mean, Cal's giving you five. We'll get to Cal here in a second. The other thing here is, and it kind of goes with Cal, 437-9680. It's the take on ESPN 680. Streep will be here in a minute. I'm sure he'll have uh, many thoughts last night. The boys were up late on the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show. I mean, I'll be holier. Listen, I'll, not, I mean, not holier than thou, but I mean, I, I'll, I'll give you the rants that you want here, okay? I, I mean, Oscar Sheepway, I don't know what's going on here. But it is a tragically bad look for everybody. I mean, he looks like, I mean, we're talking about next level. I mean, he's not a, like he's not an NBA player. Like, nothing he's doing, he can't finish over like every single time. Give me the last game. Maybe Vanderbilt and their big was out. Like, go back to Vanderbilt. Every single game, it's like, well, damn, this team's gonna, this team's gonna pick and roll Oscar to death. I mean, this is a bad matchup. You know, it's just a rough matchup. Speaking of bad matchup, CJ last night. I mean, C.J. Fredericks. I mean, this is, listen, you lose in the offseason, Kenny Payne and John Calipari. When C.J. Frederick can't guard anybody, he can't shoot, he's always injured, and he's out there trying to guard an NBA guard who knows what the hell he's doing. Like, you lose every single time. You lose every single time. <laughs> I'm watching last night, and you, uh, John Calipari, he did one of the two. Let's just be honest about what happened last night with Oscar Sheboy. He either forgot about Damian Collins. I guess there might be a third one because Cal mentioned it last night. Do you guys want the question? Here's Cal Tucker. Here's what he said about Damian Collins. Cal, with Oscar struggling that second half, the way Damian played in the first half, why why not more Damian down the stretch? Um, you know, no idea. You you as a coach, you go with what got you there. And I wanted to, it was a bigger picture for Oscar than just this game. It was like, let's get him going just to get him right. It was a bigger picture. Like, you're in panic mode. They're laughing at Oscar. Every narrative that Jimmy Dykes has done has, has, been, has, has been booty wiping of Oscar. I, either, well, you know, it's not that bad. Or calling him out. Like, raising him up or calling him out. A bigger picture. There is no bigger picture. You have like seven games left. You're fighting for the NCAA tournament. John Calipari last night, I am convinced, forgot about Damian Collins. And I think that's about 5%. The 95%? John Calipari and Oscar ain't right. And Cal's like, you're getting embarrassed you're staying out there when the narrative has been, oh, Swinney, I need to play. I need to play Damian Collins. When the narrative has been Damian Collins. And when the narrative has been fewer minutes for Oscar Shibway to get the best out of him, John Calipari said no to that in the second half. He said no to that. That's what he did. I mean, 
it's why his words mean nothing. It's why his words mean nothing when he talks about C.J. Frederick being injured after the game. I don't believe you. You give the media four minutes, four effing minutes a week, and I don't. And, and you ignore many journalists that are there. I don't believe you. I don't. I don't believe that C.J.'s injured with a rib injury. That's. I don't believe that. I don't believe Cal. He's just BSing his way through all of this. Listen, I like John Calipari, but John Calipari and Oscar Shibway, they got something going on. Sorry. I, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Oscar is being embarrassed out there. He can't get a layup off. He can't get a rebound. I mean, you say, well, Oscar, you know, he'll wake up and get you 15 rebounds. We've had that conversation. He had seven last night. He had three offensive rebounds. How many games lately has it been like, damn, he's only got two, three, four offensive rebounds? I mean, that's his offense. That's Kentucky's offense. Second chance points, easy ones, Oscar rebound, boom, up, uh, hooping the harm, as Hubie Brown would say. Am I wrong? I mean, something's not right there. Well, we need to get we need to get him going. Wait, well, you just said we need to get Damian Collins going. You just said we need to get him fewer, fewer minutes. None of that. I mean, the very next game where you could you could actually play that out, and Damian Collins played well or well enough in the first half. I mean, the guy makes a jumper. It's a one point game at halftime. Looks like it's going to be a great game in Rupp Arena. Get down to the last three minutes. Make the plays that you didn't make against Kansas. Oh, please, there's something there. I mean, Oscar's got, I mean, listen, Kentucky fans aren't going to praise Oscar. He's got no legacy here. I'm sorry. The the team last year flopped in the SEC. They flopped in the SEC tournament. They had the most embarrassing loss in school history to St. Peter's, and they came back with with all the swag and all the NIL and all the BS, and everybody's running. Everybody's running. The coach can't talk to the media. The, the 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 superstar can't play. You know who you are? Cason Wallace is out there like a grown ass man carrying the team. It's second half. It's a you know seven point game, nine point game, eleven point game. He's stopping the bleeding. You guys are bleeding out. He's putting a hand over your abdomen while you bleed out. That's what's going on. And it's every game, but it's I mean it's last night. I mean, good God, the guys on defense. He's making shots. He's running. He's running the whole thing. While Savir Wheeler cracks jokes on the sideline when you're down 12 with a couple minutes to go. It's real funny, real funny. And then we get to Cal. Four three seven nine six eighty. Cal, who who I like. Now, do I think Cal has hit the end of his tenure at Kentucky? I do. I think Cal has one more. Uh, th- I'd use the word thrust in him. Uh, Streeple's here, by the way. He has one more. Say hello, Streeple. You feel good? Yeah, I'm no, sure you feel good. Feel he, has, he has one more. He has well, good. People are happy about that. Yeah, I know they are. Four three seven nine six eighty Liquor Barn Studios. Uh, I'll be done after this. And, and, and that, you know, you guys, and I know there'll be a segment of, of Texers who will say this, and that's fine. And you can bleep off. Now, I'll just tell you up front. And that's fine. We can battle about it. I got no problem battling about it because I don't care. Really, if Cal talks at all, uh, I mean, again, I don't believe his words most of the time. His words have very little value, and after the game, uh, more and more so after these games, they've had less and less value. Again, Cal knows this is what they are. They're nine and sixty. BJ Boston, that's what they are. More talent, older team. That's what they are, though. They're going to have to make this magical run, and they're not going to. They're not going to. Why? Because they're not a good team anyway. 
But shame, shame on everyone at Kentucky letting Cal get away with this. Shame on them. Sorry. I don't care. It, it, it's all of them. It's Mitch Barnhart. I mean, he can have a backbone. We can start with Mitch Barnhart having a backbone, which we know when he when it comes to Cal, he doesn't, uh, you know, too much of the time. But shame on everyone at Kentucky for allowing this guy to do less and less over the years. That now you got John Calipari, and it, you, you know, Diener talks about the end of the co- you know the coaching apocalypse. You have John Calipari calling on people, and it went from. A rather normal news conference, for the most part, to where the guy's giving you five minutes a week. Five minutes a week is what you get. Three, four questions a week is what you get for the big, bad $9 million. Now, listen, I know this is an easy take. I know I'm sitting up high on my AM ivory tower. That we might be skipping right now. I have no idea. <laughs> but man, bleep all the way off with that. It is, it's embarrassing. It's, you, you got, it, you're embarrassing yourself. That, that's what you're doing. That, that's what, like, I'm not angry about it. I don't care. We take those press conferences live if he would ever do those press conferences. I'd love to have him during our show, Bobby V show, you know? You know, Bob moves off cottage cheese. We get 12 minutes with Cal. We're feeling good about ourselves. Yeah. But shame on Kentucky. Shame on John Calipari. Y'all are making yourselves look bad. And I know Cal's so powerful that nobody can say anything to him, but you're making yourself look bad. Now, I know I guess they had one of their dogs die. Okay, so I'm getting ready to say I'm trying to be tender here, okay? Uh, he's in a bad mood. They lost. He, he's embarrassed by I mean, Nate Oates and these guys beat him. Must bus is 3-1. and one. I mean, he's looking over there. He's looking over there to him. Must bus has got guards, and he's got C.J. Frederick guarding an NBA guy. C.J. Frederick can't guard anybody. Yeah. Like he knows what's going on. He's in a bad mood. I'm, 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 I'm sure there's other things going on. But it's always about the kids needing to show respect, or 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 the kids need to do this, or you know you need to live up and 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 you know you're training to be a professional. You 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 meet your maker, if you and will. You play the game a okay? certain way. And, and, Cal, and, yeah. and, and Cal's not doing that. And Cal's not doing that. And so you want to know what the end of a regime looks like. Yes, the winning and losing. Yes, the dip in talent. Yes, the archaic style. All all of the things that go into it. But last night, he's running like Billy G. All you needed was a cell phone and Alan Cutler. That's all you needed. That's what it was. And again, maybe there's something going on that I don't know. But this is not the first time. This is now Calipari, where he does less and less. He tells you less and less. His words mean less and less. And he wins less and less. And his talent is less and less. And you guys see it. I don't need to tell you, but you see it. And again, it's a, it may be a small thing to some fans, but it just shows a level of not caring, of not living up to expect uh, uh, responsib- responsibility. You could say like Jason Entz did last night, it's cowardice. Uh, that's fine. Put all of that together, it makes you look bad. It, 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 it's a real disappointing thing when you are supposed to be the leader of college basketball. You're supposed to be one of the leading programs of college basketball. And you're not. And, it, and, it's, and it's through and through.
It's through, you're, the gold. The gold standard doesn't run. The gold standard doesn't run when you're coming off a loss that very well could be a huge cog in keeping you out of the NCAA tournament. When you have a star player that is out there like Oscar Shibway that is that that has become a shell of himself, and we're all watching it in front of us. And we get 11 seconds of you talking about Oscar, contradicting yourself just a few days ago. When we get nothing from Damian Collins, who again, a few days ago, was a huge talking point and played a first half that earned him more than two minutes and a blowout loss to Arkansas, where athleticism and rim protection and finishing at the rim was something that you needed, not Oscar, who can't jump over a phone book. That's not the gold standard. When you are in free fall right now, to the I mean, you're not, but you understand where you may not make the tournament yeah. to talk about that. To talk about what you're going to do. Even if you're sad, you face the music. It's not Bruiser Flint. It's not KT Turner. It's not, it's, it's not Orlando Antigua. It's you. Not every time. I can understand it's a lot, but you, you owe... More than four or five minutes per week to talk to your fan base about what is going on. Are you the gold standard or are you not the gold standard? And John Calipari's actions are not the gold standard. Period. Discussion. Uh, end of discussion. So there we go. Yeah. No, there we go. I, We're done with that. I can't. I can't embarrassed himself last it, it, well, night. Well. And, then, and he has consistently. Yeah, and he, I mean, I don't know if you know this or not, but he, he, you know how he does the you know post game press conference, and then he's supposed to do the radio spot. Oh yeah, I know. He didn't yeah. even do that. No, he he, he did. He one, did half of that. He did. He, he didn't even half. He just did like 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 one segment and bounced and left Bruiser Flint to do it. Like like all, a guy who's not even not, an assistant no, coach. Exactly. That's why a guy who's yesterday. not a, who's not a bench assistant. No. It, it, I mean, that would be Kenny Payne giving Milt Wagner. Hey, Milt, go ahead and do the press, oh, yeah, conference. Do the press conference. It's not going to be me. It's not going to be Nolan. It's not going to be Danny Manning or the other guy. Yeah, and, and, it's, and, and, and Calipari, as mad as he wants to be at the fans, as condescending. Oh, I don't want to hear that. As, no, no, I didn't, yeah. no as I, condescending I just, as he wants to be. He's the one adding the fuel to the fire. He, you know, he wants to blame everybody else. But when he's not transparent, when he's up there BS, and when he's not giving anyone the time of day, he's helping build the narrative of his demise. It's not the big, bad, mean fans. It's you. It's you. You're the one that won't tell the truth. You're the one that won't give any answers. You're the one that skips out on things when fans are sitting and waiting for you to come out at, at midnight to come and, and, and just talk to them. And you, and you leave them with Bruiser Flint. That's on you. It's all and, and Andy, it it's fans fans I think and you saw it last night when they started leaving at four minutes left in the game when they started leaving like they're they're just they're checked out like it's it's over yeah like mean, it's, mean it's and nasty over. time I think like Louisville fans are still mad mean and nasty well, it's not there's a civil war going on <laughs> yeah. but but I don't I don't feel that way no Kentucky like you're gonna get just, your few calls of people that are mad and disgusted but. I mean, no, it's going to be, yeah, we're walking out over four minutes to go, and that's it's it. It's not good enough. Last question, I'm going to go do this radio and have an assistant come because I'm going to go home. Yes. Yeah. That- All right, let me go do this radio, guys. I mean, he may be sick. There might be something going on. Sir. But this has been consistent all year. Yeah, they take the first and, time. And, and when they've lost games, 
I, I mean, I'm sorry. When they've lost games, he's handpicked four questions and got out. Yeah, this isn't new. If this is like a one-time no, he's thing. he's strong-arming his SIDs. Yeah. John, John Calipari is, is throwing a fit. He is throwing a fit. He, he's, he's being a baby. He's, th- he's throwing a fit, and he's showing you, I'll do what I want to do when I do it. I'll and you're right. you. He's adding, he's adding to, he's adding to the, he's expediated, expediating and adding to the end of his tenure at Kentucky. And he's making it worse. He's gone from beloved figure to damn near pariah where nobody wants anything to do with him. You'll buy in again next year. No. Yeah, no, you will. no, DJ Wagner. Nope. Here we go. Here nope. we go, Justin. Absolutely Don't say not. No. That was a lot. I'm no, saying I mean, no. no. I've, I've been oh, consistent. Boy. No, I've been consistent with no. I, I'm happy about the players, and we'll see. But I've been consistent on how I feel about this team ever <laughs> since. Gosh, I don't even know. South Carolina. I've been consistent about John oh, Calipari in South Carolina since um, this team since South Carolina. I, have to, I Even like yesterday, I wasn't boastful about them winning. No, I told you on the no. air, I said, the athleticism worries me. The athleticism of Arkansas, where, and I had right to be well, worried well, Shreble, because every, they ran up and down. Everyone's a bad – listen, Shreble. They're all I, bad matchups. I, yeah, 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 everyone's I, a bad I, matchup. Yeah, outside oh, of, my God. Outside of Casey Walsh and occasionally Jacob Toppin, yeah, it's all a bad it's matchup. It's all a bad matchup. CJ can't play. Oscar can't play. They can't play Oscar, against anybody. Yeah, it's no, under- He's can't play. Doesn't, he matter can't defend. doesn't matter if it's Georgia, Alabama, oh, no. Arkansas. I mean, fringe tournament teams. Doesn't matter. They're all bad matchups. Yeah. I'm watching the game last night. Well, you know, it's a bad matchup. Oh, of course it is. Of course Why not? they're all bad matchups. I've heard this every single game. Yeah. Every game's every a bad game's, matchup. Every game's a bad matchup, brother. Except for Vanderbilt. That was like the one game yeah. that wasn't well, a big, bad matchup. Their big was out. They're, exactly. Their big guy was out. So if he's healthy <laughs> when they come to Rupp Arena in, in a couple weeks or next week, where the heck that game is, oh. he'll probably drop 30 on Oscar's head, too, because everybody else does. And then those bigs from Arkansas, I mean, they're good. They, la- they laughed at him. They, they, Mitchell but, laughed but at they're him. Not, but they're not like oh, they're not NBA. transcendent yeah. NBA bigs. They're just long, tall dudes. That's all they are. They're laughing at him. They're good players, they, but They're yeah. good players, yeah. but they're not. Mitchell's laughing at him. I mean, they're I mean, not. The one where he couldn't even get a layup off, and there he's like and, just, and just that's blocking the most him. Descri- like, the most confusing thing to me is, like, last year, Oscar would have, like, powered through that. Like, he's always been this. This is always who he's been. But he still found ways to score. I don't feel score. bad for Oscar. I'm not saying I feel uh, no, bad no, for I know, him. I know, but there, there's something there. Something, that, exactly. Something, something's there. There's a story that's not being told. It's not all just, it's a bad Cal told him Oscar. he had to get back in the gym. Well, middle of the season. Yeah, in the middle of the season. I, I don't. And, and Again, look, I don't. I don't know what to believe with Cal's words anymore. But if no, I were to believe, I would. I, I would. I that appeared last I night. Like, I don't care. And I don't I'm like, it. what the hell is I don't this? It. No, I don't either. It's just. It's just an excuse for CJ Frederick as being an absolute stunner of a bum player. That's all that is. Like he can't guard. He can't shoot. Oh, his ribs hurt. That's why he can't play. He gives you a one out of oh, five. four last night. Yeah, one out of five. When's games. the last time he even shot forty percent in a game? Hang on. Last. Uh, Maybe uh, Saturday. Uh, okay, it was Saturday. He was, he's 0-4 yeah. last night, 4-10 on Saturday, 0-2 Ole Miss, 1-8 of eight against Kansas, missed all of his threes there. Yeah. 3-12 uh, Texas A&M, 1-8 of eight Georgia. He's terrible. 4-11, of 11, which is good for 36% Tennessee. I mean, this guy This guy never makes shots. He never makes shots. He didn't defend. He didn't make shots. He didn't do anything. He does absolutely nothing. Put, put DJ Wagner's brother on. What's his name? Is it Kareem? Put yeah, him Kareem. In. Yeah, yeah, put yeah. Don't put him. Put anybody. That's how I feel in. about I, Louisville. I, that's how I feel yeah, about Kentucky. Yeah. Put whoever's and, there. And, with and, him. and you're right. Like, like I'm not saying Damian Collins is going to fix issues because this team is Agreed. far beyond fixed. But damn it, that kid's busting his ass. And he's giving you something. That's all you talked like, about. Cannot give no. you. He, he put Oscar out there. He said, Oscar, and you might be right. I didn't gonna, think of you're that. Gonna, you're going to sit in this. You're going to sit in this. It's either that or he forgot about it. Or he forgot about it. 
I mean, if you sh- if you saw Damian Collins on TV last night sitting on the bench in the second half, he's just laughing. And he and I texted yeah. this to you. He's going to be like he's going to be he's going to transfer and well, ball yeah. out somewhere next year, the way Bryce uh, Hopkins did, we'll see. the way the way Keon Brooks we'll did. See. Maybe not ball out, but he'll ball, he'll go somewhere and he'll be good. Like he'll he'll go to Probably. another team and be a difference maker. He could be a difference maker. He's got the athleticism and he's got the size. He's got he he, he can shoot a jump shot. He can do things. He could be a good defensive player, not on this team, because he got to let Oscar get his. I've never seen a fan base go from beloved player to, like, don't play this guy in, like that. I mean, Kentucky fans are done with Oscar. I never thought I'd see the day, Andy. They're done with him. Like, they are done with I this mean, dude. I've never it, seen it before. I, it's, it's, it is a first. This no, is, it, it this totally whole is. Thing is what's, ha- what's happened to Oscar is one of the more unexplainable things that I can think of in sports. I, I'm with you. It's even never- like a Heisman trophy. Like, Tim Tebow came back. It was great. Yeah. He was a Heisman, but, I mean, I would have to look it up. He had 45 touchdowns, yeah. probably. Yeah, he was still great. Like, it wasn't like he was a bomb. Like, no. like I know we've, we've laughed about this, but TJD came back and it'll be. He's better. Like, he's he a can, beast. He is. He's not hitting threes. Like, he's... He's probably the same player that he always was, but but, but he is a great college player, and he, he's still a great college player. He's concentrating on what he's good at. You know what? He, he, he's, a, he's I'll rebound and I'll get shots in, in, in the paint. That's what it, that's he's what good I'm at. Do. What he's still what he's always exactly. been good at. Oscar's, Oscar's not, getting worse yeah, at what he was Oscar's good at. Oscar's not good at almost anything. No, nothing that he was good at. Nothing. So. He's not good at anything right now. It, it's like you said. I, I've ne- it's it's unexplainable, and, it, and it's what it's not like it's been the entire season because. Beginning of the season, middle of the season, he was still getting his points and his rebounds. Now, when Cal but called now, him out just, twice, that that tells you everything you need to know. Exactly. When Cal's called him out multiple times, it tells it you. Times. It tells you what you need to know. Uh, we're gonna have Pat Forty early. He'll join us in ten minutes. Oh, okay. We'll read your text. We'll do that next. We'll get you to Pat Forty. Tons of Louisville stuff as we go today, and. I have a question for Strebel. Oh, okay. Non-sports related. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Those, those can be... Celebrity related. Oh, celebrity related. Oh, and I have a Jack, the Jack Harlow uh, homework update. Good. I have that. You see, he's got a commercial in the... Uh, he's got commercial. Doritos commercial. Oh, of course. In the Super Bowl. Yeah. I've seen it. Uh, yeah, of course. It's sent to me three times. Yeah, so. of course. But I, I doesn't really translate, so we can do all of that. Right. Uh, we'll read your text. We'll do it next. 437-9680. Hanging out in the Liquor Barn Studios. It's the take on this Wednesday. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition. And I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. Time now for the take with Andy Sweeney. Go drop your deuce in the uh, let sit, sit in the porta potty there off Eastern Boulevard. Anyway, give, uh, do we, do we, yeah, we got, give me a twenty spot to go get you a sandwich? And James Strebel. Yes, I said go ahead, drop or drop that and leave it in the porta potty on Eastern Parkway <laughs> on ESPN six eighty and one zero five seven.
437-9680. Text for vindication for young Grossman. Let me just read a bunch of these. <laughs> Texter says Collins needs to start. Texter says Oscar better pray. <laughs> Texter, oh, who man. was more embarrassed last night, Oscar or Sydney? I oh, mean, come on, please. S- that's, that's, it's Sydney. No, I it's mean. Oscar. I mean, oh, Oscar. Well, okay, good I, I mean, point. Sydney, no one no, expects anything. No one knows who Sydney right. Curry is. You're right. Yeah, he's no a, one he's, in the country he's except anonymous. for us. Yeah, he's anonymous. You're right. I. Yep, you're right. Texter Andy and James ranked the worst expenditure of Joe Kraft. The NIL money for Oscar. The money for his old lady running for governor. <laughs> uh, UK football. Ball. Uh, 437 <laughs> says he's a $9 million baby. <laughs> well, right now he is, yes. Texter, 437 When it comes to finding a scapegoat for the season, at least Cal is living out his player's first philosophy. Well, that's a good... <laughs> that's a good... Well, you know what? It's... It is what it is. is. It's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, half a dozen in one, six in the other. There's a bunch of Oscar got three million checked out. I'm not sure. I, I'm oh, Pat, not, yeah. we, we got Pat. Pat, Pat Forty with us here from SportsIllustratedSI.com. Uh, Pat, appreciate you being flexible with us. You can find him at by Pat Forty. What do you got cooking this afternoon? You you guys recording the podcast? Is that what's happening? Well, podcast we are, time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Got a, we're we're shuffling around. Dan Wetzel's at the Super Bowl, so we're kind of got to move things around his schedule. But uh, yep. is he complaining because he's a real because he's a real journalist and there's uh you know a bunch of wackos there you know asking stupid questions or or does he like all of that? I could see him liking maybe uh, some of it. Yeah, I, I think he uh, he's entertained by the idiocy okay. that is like media day. You know, <laughs> <laughs> idiocy being the word. You know, our guy Jason Anderson's there. Oh, he's having a great time. Of course, of course. Oh, my gosh. I'd imagine he's in all his glory. Yeah, you know, it must be nice having a team going to a couple Super Bowls in four years, you know, five years. You wouldn't understand anymore, neither would I. So it's I'm just happy Daniel Jones beat the Vikings. That's where I am at. And you're happy you gave up multiple picks to get Sean Payton. So a big Fangio. Is he back? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, Pat Forty with us at by Pat Forty. They'll have the pod out later on. Well, I imagine tonight or tomorrow on that. Uh, you know, we were joking during the break and kind of around the office that that right now Louisville basketball is bad and. They're bad for business. Like people, like no one's going to go to games and everything else. And Kentucky's the same way. You know, fans filing out with five, six minutes to go in the game. Calipari ducking the media somewhat. Um, and they're bad and they're bad for business. It's just a sad place we're in unless we're Jack Grossman in Indiana right now. <laughs> it is. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, it's incredibly bad. Um, you know, I think. We've been looking at this for a month or two now, and you keep every once in a while seeing some flickers of optimism, not so much from Louisville. I mean, that's uh, that's, But from Kentucky's standpoint, yeah. uh, they put together a few good games, and then they take a pretty big step back. I mean, losing to Kansas wasn't terrible, but Kansas led for the last 29 minutes of that game. It was relatively close, but Kentucky could never – you know, get in front and really put any of the home court pressure on Kansas. And then last night, they just shrank yeah. from it, I thought. I mean, they, they the entire second down half in a big way. They, ne- yeah, they, never they, made a, they never made a run. They never made Arkansas feel uncomfortable. I mean, Arkansas was laughing at them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> laughing. I mean, Arkansas was doing what they want. They're stealing the ball and dunking. They're throwing alley-oops yeah. and dunking. They're just like, you know, I mean, there was – there was, yeah, like you said, there was no no stress for for Arkansas. Really, it was like 
they just kind of ran around and did what they wanted to do, and Kentucky let them. I mean, the defense was terrible. Oscar is MIA. Uh, Calipari's not finding any of the right buttons to push and then not handling it well afterwards, which is no surprise. Uh, it's, it's a mess. And I think just Cal knows. I mean, I equated them a little bit to the 9-16 and 16 team. And listen, we can save this audio. I might be wrong, and that would be fine, okay, if they made a run. But that 9-16 and six, uh, 16 BJ Boston team, they went in knowing, hey, we're going to have to go, and magic's going to have to happen in Nashville. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I think they lose at Mississippi State. I think Tennessee, I don't think they're sweeping Tennessee. I think Tennessee's going to go into Rupp Arena and win, right? They have to go at Arkansas. Like, there's still, I think, three, you know, four losses on the schedule. Uh, and all of those are going to be quad one opportunities. I, th- I think Cal knows. Um, you know, I-, I just think he knows how. And Pat Forty with this, but this is the question: uh, Oscar has went from National Player of the Year to a guy that Kentucky fans know right now can't play. His coach has called him out. He's been benched in some games. Uh, he is. Uh, I mean, right now everyone can guard him. I mean, the Mitchell kid was laughing and blocking his shot last night. It seems like every matchup is a bad matchup. I mean, what the hell, Pat? Have you ever seen anything like this? I, I never have. It's it's very surprising. It really is. Um, you know, it's just like that unbelievable motor he plays with has been turned off. And you just don't expect that from him because he didn't seem like that kind of guy that would kind of check out. But right now, I think it's fair to wonder whether he's checked out. Uh, I'm sure people have figured out a little bit, first of all, how to guard him. Still, you know, like his best play is to throw the ball at the rim and get offensive rebounds. You right. know, either yeah. he does or his teammates do. He doesn't have great moves unless he can kind of get to the baseline, reverse you, that sort of thing, you know, get to the other side of the rim. So if you if you can check him off, easier said than done. But if he's not trying as hard, not as hard, you know, it's not as difficult to check him off, then he's not that effective. And he's really regressed, I think, defensively. He doesn't stay in front of people. He doesn't guard the rim at all. He was never great as a rim protector, but now he's just terrible. He's non-existent there. So it, it's it's surprising when, when the reigning national player of the year, your best guy, your 2.5 million reportedly NIL guy, checks out. you got problems. But he's, your, he's the sure thing. You could bank on Oscar waking up and right. getting 15 rebounds and, you know, uh, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten of them were offensive rebounds. And that's a huge part of his offense and your offense when you're right. He rebounds his own miss or another and it's up. It's hooping the harm. He's drawing fouls. He's getting dunks. There are momentum plays. Those are, those are easy baskets. I mean, what year, like I was trying to think, did, did, did Tebow win his Heisman as, as a sophomore? He or did. junior. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And that was 2007. He had 3,200 yards that year and 30, what, 32 touchdowns. Like, he came back the next couple years, especially 2008, and was a beast. Like, Oscar is a guy who, I, I mean, I, he's one, I mean, this is your story, Pat. He has went from national player of the year to a disaster to where I don't even know what his legacy is if this team goes on, doesn't make the tournament, or they go to the tournament and get wiped up easily in the first round. To me, it's a it's a confusing one at best. Yeah, I mean, cause, because the other thing is, last year, as great as he was, they busted in March, and so that's... Exactly. The legacy is tied very much to that. Yes. So somebody says five years, ten years from now, what was the Oscar Shibway legacy? Like, well, 
you know, they lost to St. Peter's, and then the next year they just weren't any good at all. And, you know, maybe they make the tournament or don't. And you say, yeah, he had great numbers. He was player of the year one time. But I mean, to, to go out in a season that looks as disappointing as this one really kind of does change the perception. Now, I, you know, I think he has enough pride mm-hmm. that he – I wouldn't be shocked if he turns around and tees it up here for the next – month but mm-hmm. he's got to show it you know i mean the last two games have been rough really rough and really the whole season has been underwhelming other than when georgia just decided to let him do whatever they want he got benched i mean alabama he got benched multiple times he's been called out three times by his coach uh they tried to do that again going into this game he had another bad game he's annoying the fan base by complaining after every play uh where he throws his hands up and does that entire entire thing uh when all i this... wonder where he gets that does his coach do that <laughs> when all... do you see that behavior modeled anywhere on the sideline <laughs> like father like know. son uh yeah. ex- exactly cal finally got his technical he's been trying to get that technical I feel like for like three games, uh, but he but he knew he couldn't get it uh, against Kansas. You know, he didn't want to give up the points, but he's been trying yeah, I to get that. Thought he was going to get run for a minute last. I night. did too. Yeah, Orlando Antigua had to play. Uh, uh, goalkeeper there. He had to play. He had to, he had to go out there uh, and get a save. Uh, okay, one more on Oscar, and then a question on Kentucky. Pat Forty with us here on ESPN six eighty one zero five seven. Did you follow at all? La- I think I guess it was what over the weekend the story that Tom Hart uh, told about Oscar Shebway during the Florida game. I could recap it if not yeah, because I know, uh, yes, I yes. Uh, so I was at Duke Carolina. Right, and I was hearing about this third hand. I was like, "What? <laughs> okay. What is this? What, what? What sort of bizarre tale is this?" I had never heard it anywhere else. I still haven't seen like a written story about it, but that was the strangest thing I'd ever heard. Well, I mean, can you can you imagine if that came out? Like, like around that game. If for people that don't know, um, Tom Hart told the story that Oscar, whether he was in prayer or sleep or what, he, he spoke to God and God basically said there was going to be a tragedy around his team. Okay. And he didn't, and he, well, you'll, you'll believe this so much that he did not want to get on the flight from Lexington to Indianapolis. And then obviously they lose to St. Peter's. And he's like, okay, that's, that's the quote unquote tragedy. But can you imagine that story? It's like, why did Oscar Sheepway, they have to drive him in? Uh, you know, <laughs> Bruiser Flint's got to drive him in in the Elantra, okay? Of course it would be Bruiser. And can you imagine that being a media story? That the National Player of the Year, the most popular guy on Kentucky uh, effing basketball, spoke to God. And God, you know, and he thought his plane was going to crash, and then they lose. He's like, oh, yeah, I spoke to God, and he said something bad was going to happen. Imagine that story. Unbelievable. <laughs> That would be great for the podcast. Oh, I mean, yeah, if we had a thorough recounting of that, like, yes. at the time it was happening, I mean, it would be the best basketball playing story since it was Marvin Barnes with the uh, St. Louis team from the ABA. And I believe they were flying from Louisville. They played the Kentucky Colonels, and they were flying back to St. Louis. And it was one of those where you leave it, 
8 a.m. and it lands at 7.55 a.m. with the time change. And he's like, right, right. I ain't getting on no time machine. Oh, yeah. Which is close. <laughs> this is, this is the, the modern version of that. It's great. I think the Giants had some players take some gummies or something that went awry. But, yes, I think you're probably right. Uh, Pat Forty, you were at um, – Duke, North Carolina. I guess. What did you think? Not you know, maybe not not one of the great games. And North Carolina was smoked last night. Duke got beat by what? Damn near thirty, but to by uh, Miami. Do you think they both make the tournament ultimately, or just one of them? Well, I I mean, I think they'll both make it. But Carolina's right with Kentucky on the bubble. Yeah. you know, maybe even in worse shape. Um, Carolina's on a three game losing streak, and really is a bigger disappointment than Kentucky. Not by a lot. They're, they're, they're neck and neck for d- disappointment of the year. But they started the year number one. They had four guys come back from the national championship runner-up team. And they're a mess. I mean, the loss to Duke was not a terrible loss. I mean, it wasn't a great loss because it's not a great Duke team. But still, that was honestly the loudest I've ever heard, Cameron. And I've been there a lot. Really? But I think the Duke, yes. It wow. Okay. Absolutely deafening. The Duke fans wanted that game so badly after what happened last year. So, I mean, it was intense. But to have lost the home game before to Pitt and then to just get run out by Wake Forest, there's something way wrong with that team. So, uh, you know, what's going on there, I'm not really sure. Duke has upside. They've got talent. They don't have tremendous, like, offensive flow and cohesion and, you know, they, there's some stuff missing from them. I, they'll make the tournament. I don't think they'll get a great seed. They may catch some fire. They're talented, but uh, I, I like Duke's chances better than North Carolina at this point because North Carolina oh, yeah. just has to get it together. Same with Kentucky. No, they, 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 they have a, basically Kentucky's resume. They have one quad win. I think their quad one might be a neutral floor game against Ohio State. Um, who ought to, I would have to look that up, whether they're above or below 500. Pat Forty with us. Uh, I know you wrote about it. I mean, come on. Part of you had to smile at the Jim Beheim stuff this week, right? It, it, it's, <laughs> it's classic Beheim at the end, or what we think might be the end. Who knows? He might coach for three Three more years. Who knows? And that's part of well, the story, by the way. No, that's the biggest yeah, problem yeah. with the story is yeah. that, that nobody can tell Jim Beheim to go away when he clearly needs to go away. He's not coaching well. He's not recruiting well. He doesn't seem to do anything other than snipe at people. And, and like, he, but there's nobody that can tell him, Jim, you're 78. This is year 47. It's time. I mean, he just there's he doesn't have a boss, and that's a problem. And you know, I just. As look as difficult as it was for somebody to tell Denny Crum it was time, somebody needed to tell him, and Tom Jurich stepped up and did it. And there's nobody that can do the same with Jim Beheim at a much older age, and with his program, you know, on a multi-year malaise. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, the level of talent they used to have, you know, covering those games. Come on, you were a lot of those games, you know, with uh, uh, with. Let me just think of the Louisville Patino, Jim Beheim. I mean, there were NBA guys or great college players all over the floor. Uh, now it's very fringe. So, well, Pat, we appreciate what you got cooking uh, besides the podcast. Anything you going to be you going to any games or anything? What's happening with you the next few weeks? Um, let's see. I just had a story published today on a 22 year old head coach in the yeah, ACC. I saw that. I saw that. That's a That's wild great one. That's Got great. something on Pittsburgh's rebirth as an athletic department, uh, and then a lot of basketball after that. 
Pat Narduzzi. He's a football Narduzzi. Just that's a football, that's a football. That's a football name, Pat. That's what it is. <laughs> Pat Narduzzi. That, there we go. Uh, appreciate the time, Pat. Take care. Uh, we'll be listening on the pod, reading at si.com and uh, in Sports Illustrated. Thank you so much. All right, Andy. We'll see you. Bye. All right, thank you. Pat Forty with us here on this Wednesday. We appreciate him uh, joining us. You feeling good? Yeah, I think maybe you feeling we, good over there. What are you doing? I like an, the, the I would like if that was Pat's new journalistic thing was to like really deep dive and find all the details about this Oscar Shibway story. I think that would be great. We get a we get a, a day timeline of how these events unfolded <laughs> for for Kentucky basketball. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I'm laughing at. I'm. I'm, la- just, I'm laughing along with you, but you need yeah, to know, your boy, your boy, Furman. Yeah, Justin. I mean this sound folder. I'm just looking at it right now. I'm oh, looking yeah. at the old Louisville Geek Machine. Been working hard. Oh boy. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I'm we sure. got some Taylor Lynch. Oh boy! See, I didn't oh, get to yeah. listen to that didn't. podcast. You want one? Yeah, give me a Taylor. You Lynch. want one before we go little, to break? Give me a little T Lynch. You want some T Lynch? Some T Lynch, baby. Kenny Payne does not deserve to come back for a year or two. Oh, boy. I'm sure there was a lot of that. Now, was there a battle last <laughs> night on his show? I mean, there were a few callers. Yeah. He, like, battle like KP yeah, this, versus yeah, yeah. this Ellis guy showed up. He He's well-known on the NFL. Well, t- Taylor and, got yeah. bullied, I would say, a oh, little bit. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I think he was caught off guard. But I think he, <laughs> he didn't know what to, what to do. Yeah, I mean, ta- Taylor. He sucker punched. He, yes. Yeah, he yes. sucker punched a little yes. bit. He, he was dazed. He's like, how do I come back <laughs> from this? You would agree with that. You heard it all for a man. Oh, yeah, that was Jose. Oh, you were steaming. Ho- Jose definitely did that to start the show. And then Ellis came in later to put down a KP needs five years. Five years? Five years. And then, then the people oh had to my. rebuttal him. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Well, the guy said, well, you know, you guys are propaganda. Like, that we were part of the problem. Propaganda? I, mean, I think basically 93.9 was part of the problem. Maybe me, Bob. I mean, it's got to be Bob. Is it Bob's Come fault? On, Bob's part of the problem. <laughs> Bob, it's not me. It's Bob. It's, he was on the radio last night. He was... <laughs> He's with Paul Rogers. What'd Bob do? <laughs> he protected KP. Well, okay. What do you mean? Fair what enough. did he do? Well, Bob's fair, part of, fair to, enough. Yes, and to, Nick. To, to, it's this, both Valbanos. Yeah, to this guy, yeah. I feel like we're safe. I think we are safe. I'm safe. We're not safe. You're to, definitely safe. Justin's safe. Justin's safe. Justin is harder on KP than okay. I am. I, I, but he I has think, takes But I think me. every... I mean, Isle even... Yeah, Isle kisses. Yeah, Isle kisses. Save that, Isle kisses. Let's take a break. Blank safe. Kenny Payne does not deserve to come back for a year or two. I got blank on Trent Flowers, too. We got to play. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. We got a lot. We doing a lot of TBT talk today? The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude. <laughs> I know. I, I, I listened to the first segment of the show today. Oh, TV. Well, they were at, there. At Freedom Hall. Yeah. What they called The Ville, the name of, I think, the is name, the of, name the, of the team is The Ville. That's the name of the team. very creative. I, I think they wanted to stay away. By the way, it happened again. All day, every day now, I get these YouTube updates for the B, uh, Biancardi zone. Oh! I get these yeah, soccer, yeah. these Italian it's soccer. to you. Yes. Yes. And it's the same fat-faced guy. <laughs> I hate this guy. Who is it? I don't know, man. I just Who is that? I don't know who he is. Oh, my gosh. He looks like he should be an entourage. <laughs> That's what he looks like. 
<laughs> he looks like he should be a, a character. He, he looks like he doesn't know that he's going to just be so bald on top much yeah. sooner rather than later. Hey, but he got like three good years left. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe yeah. three more good years, and then <laughs> yeah. he's done. He's done. <laughs> oh, I liked your desk, Justin. I, I I peeked at it. It looked nice. Diener just texted me too. Yeah, Diener, I'm not going to forget that one. Uh, oh, got, there's another one. Oh, we got another blank. Yeah. Oh yes, blank was on one today. I so, love it. He was in uh, his, uh, his his home. Freedom yes, Hall. he was Freedom Hall. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you. Okay. I, I want to get to, question. and then we haven't even talked to U of L as much. No. Uh, we'll get back to the Kentucky stuff. I'll take your text. A couple U of L thoughts and sound. We'll do it next. It's the take. Two more hours to go on this Wednesday.